This is episode number 302 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, it's Jesse. I'm jumping in to invite you to my free on-demand workshop plus workout called Strong in 20. It is a complete full body and pelvic floor fitness solution for busy moms and parents. So if that is you, head to the link in today's show note to get your immediate access to the Strong in 20 class. I'm going to teach you how to implement this Strong in 20 plan into your own life immediately. I'm going to give you two really important exercise and body image mindset tips that I want you to take into the workout. And then I lead you through a comprehensive full body core and pelvic floor 20 minute strength training workout. You're going to want resistance bands and a set of dumbbells to take into the workout with you. So if you have that at home, or if you want to take the workout plan and do it with you at the gym, that fits too. And most importantly, in the Strong and 20 workshop, I really want you to experience what it's like to approach exercise from an entirely non-diet mindset. So please show up to the Strong and 20 workout in your body exactly as, as it is with no pressure to change it or for it to need to be different. Okay, friends. An intense workout schedule just may simply not be working for you at this time in your life through pregnancy, postpartum, parenthood. So the strong in 20 workout and mindset principles are going to help you see how you can sustainably move in your real life right now. Head to the link in today's show notes and you're going to get access immediately once you download it. Hey friends, it's Jesse. I want to talk about five dangerous myths that you've been told about your pelvic floor and let's bust them today. Diving right in. Myth number one is that pelvic floor symptoms are just leaking pee. And this is commonly believed because this is probably what we have heard most about, especially in the pregnancy and postpartum type realms or phases of life, because leaking pee can be extremely common. But what I want you to know is that this is, no pun intended, really a drop in the bucket of what pelvic floor symptoms can be. And I want you to know the range of them so that you are not waiting on getting the help or support that you need if you are experiencing other discomfort or pain or just irritating, frustrating things in your body. And you're not sure that they might be related to the pelvic floor and they are, and it could be a potentially easy fix. So just to name a few, 
other things that could be coming up for you in your body that might be related to the pelvic floor are lower back pain, pelvic girdle pain, so pain in the front of the pelvis, pubic symphysis or in the back of the pelvis, the SI joints or the tailbone, pain with intimacy or sex, and just uh, other things that could be related to the pelvic floor that are not just leaking pee, but maybe you are having urinary urgency, or maybe there is leakage of gas or fecal matter. So when I say that pelvic floor symptoms are not just leaking pee, again, I want you to know that there's a range of things that could be happening in your body that are related to the pelvic floor. So if you are going to see a medical professional, for example, and they are asking if you're having any pelvic floor symptoms and the example is just leaking urine or peeing your pants or leaking a little bit of pee and that's not what you're experiencing but you are maybe experiencing that you know chronic constant low back pain that might be a reason to seek support with a pelvic health physiotherapist or someone like me who is a perinatal and pelvic health kinesiologist or fitness trainer. Okay, so that's myth number one, that pelvic floor symptoms are just leaking pee. We know that there's just uh, more breath to that. Okay, number two, this idea that you want to minimize intra-abdominal pressure. This is just simply untrue. We do not want to minimize intra-abdominal pressure. That's the incorrect wording of it. We need intra-abdominal pressure in order to stand, in order to uh, do the movements that you want to be able to do, in order to generate power and strength. So we don't necessarily want to minimize intra-abdominal pressure. And when I say intra-abdominal pressure, we mean the pressure that is in your trunk or in your core. So this cavity of the body from the you know, diaphragm down to the pelvic floor, this container, you might have heard us on the podcast before uh, refer to this as your core container. And we think about this as the core four. So we have this contained unit inside the body. We think about this as the top of the container being the diaphragm, your breathing muscle, the bottom of the container being your pelvic floor muscles, and then the front and the sides of the container being your abdominal muscles, and the back being your spinal muscles. So this core container, this is where we are generating this intra-abdominal pressure, because again, it's a contained unit, our core, our trunk. So we don't necessarily want to minimize that pressure. We want to be better apt and able to manage that intra-abdominal pressure, especially if we are experiencing things like leaking pee, if we are experiencing a lot of hard doming through the linea alba, if we are, you know, unable to 
breathe well throughout exercises. If our only breathing strategy is holding the breath or breathing up high into the upper chest and the neck, we want to be better able to manage intra-abdominal pressure. And that can be something that we teach within sessions, again, in physiotherapy or fitness coaching. So when you hear that you might want to minimize intra-abdominal pressure, again, that's not the correct wording. We want to just be more able to optimally manage intra-abdominal pressure, and that can help us take better care of the pelvic floor and have better function through the pelvic floor. So that is myth number two. Myth number three is that Kegels alone are the best fix for pelvic floor symptoms. This is something that we've talked about on the show many times before. And Anita and I both, I'll speak for Anita today because she's not on this episode, but it's not that we are anti-Kegel, not at all. We believe that Kegels are for pelvic floor muscle training which is what Kegels can be, are really effective. And there's a lot of excellent research to point to that, that pelvic floor muscle training can be really useful in helping folks with pelvic floor symptoms. So the issue being that Kegels alone are likely not going to be the best fix for pelvic floor symptoms because we are not just wanting to practice contracting and releasing pelvic floor muscle tension in static states such as lying on the back or lying on the side. We need to integrate the pelvic floor into movement into the movements into the movements and the exercises that you want to be able to do or into the movements that you are struggling with experiencing symptoms experiencing pain in so yes we absolutely need to know how to build tension and release tension in the pelvic floor muscles but then also we need to move along we need to integrate understanding how to use the pelvic floor in our squats, deadlifts, running, jumping, etc. Again, whatever is relevant to you. So we are not anti-Kegel, but again, it's just that Kegels are not going to be the only thing that we are going to use. And in fact, we're likely moving on from Kegels quite quickly if we're prescribing those to clients or patients. All right, so let's move on. Myth number four. This is one that really we need to <laughs> we need to move on from this one. And that is if you have pelvic floor symptoms, you should just wait it out and they'll just go away on their own. So, of course, this is something that we do not believe in for everyone. This is something that we do not want people believing and then suffering for suffering unnecessarily for periods of time. Often, if you have pelvic floor symptoms and you seek support for those symptoms, again, from a trusted health or exercise professional who is very well trained in the pelvic floor, we should get results quickly. And that is generally within 
one, two, three sessions, there absolutely should be change. There should be forward moving progress in that little of time. Absolutely, there are going to be cases where it takes longer and maybe we go for a recurring amount of time, but we should see things moving in the right direction, especially if we're dealing with things like low back pain or stress urinary incontinence, leaking pee, pelvic pain. We should have some wins very, very quickly. So there's generally no reason why we just need to be waiting things out for another three, six months. And again, if you're getting this recommendation from the internet or a medical professional, there's just really no good reason why we should be waiting it out when you could have support and change now or relatively soon. Okay, and last one, this is a something that is near and dear to my heart, again, as a perinatal and pelvic health kinesiologist. If you're having pelvic floor symptoms, you shouldn't be exercising because that will make them worse. This is something that my clients, when they first come to us, they're, they're worried about at times. They have heard this. So if you have heard that if you're having any pelvic floor symptoms, again, like that leaking, pelvic organ prolapse, you know, bulginess, irritation, pelvic pain, if you've heard that if you're experiencing those things and you shouldn't be exercising because it will make them worse, often we will see the exact opposite of this scenario. So for the folks that we work with, Pelvic floor symptoms improve with exercise, improve with our structured exercise programming. This can absolutely be the case for you. I know this is the case for Anita's clients that she sees in clinic as well too. Exercise can be really helpful for pelvic floor symptoms. It can alleviate and reduce low back and pelvic pain. It can help prolapse symptoms reduce and come down. So again, if you're having pelvic floor symptoms, I just really would encourage you to try and to test movement. And often it will feel perhaps more mentally, psychologically overwhelming because we are scared. It can be really nerve wracking. Because again, we likely have gotten this messaging that things could make it worse or we're going to do more damage, but that is very unlikely to happen. And what is more likely to happen is that your pelvic floor symptoms can feel better with exercise. And again, an exercise program or coaching that understands what is happening with your body and how you are mentally and emotionally handling or thinking about these pelvic floor symptoms as well. So real quick, let's run through those five dangerous myths that you've been told about your pelvic floor that we really want to stop in their tracks. So number one, the myth that pelvic floor symptoms are just leaking pee. We know that pelvic floor symptoms can be related to a whole lot more that you might be have happening in your body. Two, that you want to minimize intra-abdominal pressure. Again, this isn't 
the most accurate wording of it, we want to best manage intra-abdominal pressure, not just minimize that pressure. We can have big time degrees of intra-abdominal pressure and be managing that super well. Three, the Kegels alone would be the best fix for your pelvic floor symptoms. Again, not going to be the case for most people, we can layer on Kegels plus higher level exercises to create better pelvic floor function. And then number four, if you have pelvic floor symptoms, you should just wait it out. They'll go away on their own. Again, not accurate. We can often see change in the pelvic floor quite quickly with support. No real reason to just wait it out endlessly if you are frustrated or suffering now. And lastly, if you're having pelvic floor symptoms that you shouldn't be exercising because that will make them worse, we most often see the opposite to this, that pelvic floor symptoms can really improve with regular exercise. So I hope that helps, friends. If you need anything more in regards to this, or if there's one of these that really resonated with you today, please let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at to birth and beyond podcast. We love hearing from you all. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the to birth and beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at to birth and And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the to birth and beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher.